Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market. My name is P. You may know me online as at Aston Cloud. I'm joined by my host, Jared, co-host, who you may know online at, at as at oh my god at jared underscore pause it's been a long day how are you doing jared i like to say i'm living the dream but as i've shared with you i just uh got done with one heck of a whirlwind trip uh for business and i am exhausted so looking forward to getting some sleep this weekend likewise likewise it's been a i feel like i haven't slowed down since development happened uh exactly a week ago so we've uh we've both been burning hard but we are not going to miss a week for you. This is our weekly gen art update. And just a couple things real quick. These episodes are now in video. Thanks to your feedback. We've been enjoying doing that. It does make the editing a little bit harder and we try to get these out fast. So bear with us on that so far has been so good. Um, also shown up here on the screen is our newsletter. So we add more stories onto this newsletter than we can fit on these episodes because we try to make them quick and punchy even though we pack in a lot, but there's even more. And honestly, even Jared this week, there's more going on that I can even fit in the newsletter. So there's just a lot going on and uh, we're just continuing to do more content so you all can keep up with the market and find more opportunities. So sign up for the newsletter, check it out. It's been growing fast. People are really enjoying it. We think you will as well. And uh, folks have been asking, how do you find us on Twitter? Well, here on the screen is Jared's Twitter, Jared underscore pause. He's the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. So if you're interested in getting exposure to digital assets, check him out for that as well. And this is me at Aston Cloud. And Jared, this is our 20th episode. Can you believe it? No, that's actually hard to believe. I'm glad you're counting, man. That's the uh, time flies when you're having fun. That's a pretty it, cool milestone. It does. It does. 20th episode, 20th weekly episode. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. And then sometimes it feels like it's been way longer than that, but that's just how it goes sometimes. So let's hop on in. We went a little bit long last time, so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get it to be a little bit faster. And uh, you know, I've I've really hammered on the macro last week, so I'm not going to hammer too much on it and just give you what what matters here, which is uh Bitcoin is up another 2.7% compared to last week. And remember it was up about 20% last week. So still ripping uh, almost the $24,000 Ethereum at 1677 up 3.9% and uh, XTZ Tezos up to a dollar and 12 cents up 2.3%. So all of the main gen art collecting coins are still on the rise. Um, you know, I've been saying this for a few weeks now. I think that the bottoms from the bear market are in. Um, not everybody feels comfortable with that yet, understandably. So we are seeing a little bit of lower volumes in the market, which we'll get to in a second here. Okay, talking about the market, I actually need to switch over to this browser to show you all NFT price floor. So this is what we use to uh, to take a quick look. Oh, excuse me there, um, to take a quick look at the um, some of some of the uh, the volumes happening on the Ethereum blue chip side. So looking at total number of sales, we'll exclude friendship bracelets and chromy squiggles because uh, we do those separately. But the top coming in for number of sales in the last week was the QQL Mint Pass, which they released their seed market where 
you can create the outputs that somebody else then purchases off of you and applies to your QQL Mint Pass. So um, for that reason, and also they announced an exhibition happening with Pace, I believe in New York City, can look into more details for that, but that's probably what's driving some of the interest and volume here. And we'll get to the floor price, but it's up on QQL as well. Second, we have Mind the Gap with 22 sales. This just consistently seems to have a lot of sales. So that's not crazy surprising. And uh, lastly, with 15 sales is Memories of Chi Lin, which uh, had dropped in floor price. So I could see why. I mean, this is a blue chip, but for one reason or another, seems to be uh, suffering a bit as in this uh, slightly lower liquidity environment. Moving on to floor price changes, um, the biggest jump we had was in subscape, 62%. Again, in these low liquidity environments, you have to take these numbers with a grain of salt because there are a few people who are really trying to get out. So, uh, you know, they probably bricked the floor a little bit. So we see a 62% jump, but get to see subscapes coming back to the chart. One of the older art blocks curated by Matt Delorier and a fantastic one at that. QQL Mint Pass is in second place, up 40%. This one felt a little bit more organic, felt like you know, but because of the the drivers I just mentioned and that people are looking to get into here. And then jumping down to ringers up 10% at a 65 ether floor, which is significant for something at that price point. So that's our blue chip gen art. We'll head over to FX hash and Jared talk through uh, what's going on over there on the Tezos side in terms of this last week. Yeah, similar you're seeing on screen, the seven day volume is um is extremely low in my opinion, but rounding out the top is the perpendicular inhabitation by Studio Yorktown, super well embraced. Um I I am just a little bit uh leery to see that not much has cracked into a double digit thousand um I'll call it volume over a seven day period. So a little bit uh, concerning, but I think that also brings up an opportunity. You know, two things to highlight is, you know, Mount Vesuvius with his uh, release coming up that we'll talk about, Shapes on a Plane, it has a little bit of action. And then also Nat Sarkeesian, uh, you know, so a little bit of action, but, you know, nothing really exciting, honestly, outside of, um, you know, perpendicular to habitation, just going absolutely buck wild. Yeah. Yeah. Still ripping. How about squiggles? What are you seeing over here? So squiggles, uh, it shows on the NFT floor price as having 555 ETH in seven day volume. I think that is somewhat overstated largely due to the fact of the Kevin Rose hack. I think it's taken that into account. The amount of sales is honestly pretty low. Also, it's showing as 49, but you know, going into the details, a couple of them were ETH bids that were flipped pretty quickly, so double dipping on sales. Uh, and there's currently a 12.9 ETH floor. And again, it shows as a 34% increase, but it's just, uh, I think that's fictitiously low from the, the KRO hack. So overall, I think that there's not a tremendous amount of action. It's kind of mirroring the, the market. I mean, even on highlight of sales, like, Literally hours ago, a fuzzy was just floored uh, for a wrapped ETH bid of 10.55. And I think that this you know, gives me the conviction that if you're out there and you're hunting and you're persistent, you know, there are deals to be had. So you know, a lot of people check in with us to, to see what's out there and, and get some recommendation. You know, I think this is a prime opportunity to get your you know, potentially a floor plus piece at the floor. I mean, again... 
a lot of normal sales, a couple slinkies, but you know, nothing, nothing monumental. Yeah, absolutely. And this fuzzy was beautiful. That just sold right before this recording. I was sad to see it go. Had I seen that, that would have been crazy tempting. And to really reiterate what you're saying, Jared, like there are deals out there, especially in sort of this, I call it like the five to 10 Ethereum range, if you're Ethereum denominated, because a lot of the market is not right now. They're anticipating us crashing back down to a thousand dollar Ethereum, which again might happen, but uh, I, I actually don't think so at the moment. So I am ETH denominated again, finally been waiting for this day, as you know, because I can buy more NFTs, but let's quickly just last thing as a, a quick bellwether of the market, we're talking about friendship bracelets. These are highly liquid. And so it gives us a good sense of the liquidity in the market and things are down quite a bit, uh, about 811 sales per NFT price floor, uh, which was down from 1200 last week and 367 ether in volume down from 620 ether last week. So about half, although we'll get to this towards the end, but listings are down. The floor price has gone up. So the chart overall looks good, but as a indicator of liquidity in the general gen art market, it's showing that we, we don't have a ton. So, uh, or really even compared to last week. So really consistent across the board, all the data points showing that people are not really buying at the moment. Let's go on to our first story. So this I'm very, very excited about uh, because if folks have been following in recent months, there's been a lot of botting going on, especially for popular collections that are coming out of Artblocks. So Purple Hat, who is on the Artblocks engineering team, just uh, released some updates here that are going to be happening for Artblocks. So first of all, is the secondary marketplace, which is really cool. I don't actually know if that's live, haven't used that yet, but Snowfro has talked about using it and how it's a great experience. So definitely excited to check that out and see if it really becomes a de facto place to buy generative art on secondary. I don't know if it's restricted to only Artblocks projects, uh, hopefully not, but we'll take a look and, and Honestly, right now, most of the volume is in our blocks projects anyways. Another thing that is super cool here is uh, they, right here in number eight, Purple Hat talks about how they're testing two new minters to expand the minter suite for artists. So they're going to do a Dutch auction with Settlement Minter, also known as a rebate Dutch auction, which means that everybody pays the last price. So the bottom price on that Dutch auction, which makes it a little bit less stressful to go ahead and buy from a Dutch auction. And then the next thing, which is huge in my opinion, is that they're going to have a token-gated minter. So artists can say, hey, people who hold X, Y, or Z token can have reserves for this project or might be the only ones who can buy this project. And in that way, they can reward some of their early supporters or whoever else they may want to. And this has been going on for an FX hash for a while. I think it's a great collector experience. What do you think about this stuff, Jared? I like you am excited to to see this come to the art blocks platform. I however want to make sure that it's just, you know, I'll call it monitored appropriately. My concern is that uh, in order for the market to grow, you still need to onboard new people. And if you're just rewarding exclusively the the previous holders, there there's not that onboarding. So I'm as you alluded to on FX hash, there's a, a balance. I mean um, landlines through their um, alternate account extracurricular activities. You know, he's done one of the a couple of things where they, if you hold one of every piece from the previous collections, then you get the 
the spots. So obviously not everybody who collects collects the entire set. So that being said, I think it's good. I just want to make sure and, and kind of monitor it to make sure it doesn't get like hyper exclusive, you know, like only the people who can mint the Dimitri project have a ringer because that's just that's out of reach for a lot of people. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's a top of mind because I, I really do want and I believe you're on board with this more people to to come into the marketplace. So finding that balance and not just uh, getting botted is important. Yeah, this is a great point, Jared. And actually, it's funny. Every time we talk about something like this, it's it's uh, this would be a great Twitter spaces. So we'll have to add this to the list, you know, do reserves and allow lists, add or detract. And ultimately, I think what we're going to see, which I'm excited about, is a lot of experimentation from different artists. I think, unfortunately, some artists may go too far in the allow list direction and maybe lose some collectors. But as a space as a whole, I think we will get to a place after seeing a lot of experimentation where we know what works and what doesn't and, and when to use different levers in different situations. So net net, I'm positive for this experimentation, but I agree with you. We should be careful about how it rolls out. Next story. FX hash secondary marketplace is now live that allows you to use fiat, your credit card or Apple pay Powered by winter NFTs, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, sorry, that's how they're powering their marketplace. But this is really, really cool. We mentioned this briefly last week in the newsletter. And I think that this is going to be quite potentially a game changer on FX Hash or certainly help onboard a lot of folks. And the art there is a lot more reasonably priced than on Artblocks. So that is a benefit. But one thing, and no KYC on this, so that's amazing. Um, but there is a 5% credit card processing fee. So keep that in mind. Uh, but one thing that they ended here with, which was really cool, was what should we focus next? Pay with Ethereum? Question mark. And that doesn't mean that the NFTs are now all of a sudden going to be priced in Ethereum. But, you know, it feels like a step towards that direction, which is often a, a hangup that collectors have in terms of putting down large sums of money on FX hash. What do you think about this, Jared? And where do you think this could go? I'm going to experiment with it this week. Honestly, uh, I want to make a couple purchases, even at the the five percent credit card premium, uh, just to to understand what the the mechanism is. Uh, I'm a, honestly, I'm gonna try to do a couple existing pieces. Um, there are limits on it. I did try to buy a a kinder garden uh, in my travels, and then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that threshold is, but apparently five thousand uh, dollars is not allowed um through the system but i also want to try to mint one out with a credit card and, and i just want to see how how difficult it is and and is the is the gas war gonna impact it that sort of thing so i'm really really eager to to see this i think it's a great mechanism and i think it's a in my opinion it's a, a glimpse into the future and how more people will have the ability to do this instead of having to go to Coinbase, convert stuff, transfer over, wait three days. I mean, this gives you the immediate satisfaction, which I'm I'm all on board for. Yeah, absolutely. And there may be some people who are uh, buying, uh, you know, buying art NFTs on credit. So obviously you need to be careful with that and make sure you don't get hit with the uh, ridiculous credit card fees and, and whatnot. 
And one other thing I want to point out about this is our our friend uh, Toth, who is a, a big supporter of Collector's Corner, so I'll shout him out. But he had a, a good point on Spaces today. He thought, well, maybe they're, they can incorporate wrapped Ether bidding here so you can start bidding on all sorts of things without necessarily needing to have all the capital in your wallet, which is the current case with Tezos. So that uh, could also be quite a bit of a game changer in terms of opening up liquidity and getting these pieces to move. All right, let's go to our first great art at great prices story. So this is not a specific collection, but I wanted folks to know. Uh, so January was this, the third year running, we talked about it a bit, but basically every single day artists had to, if they wanted to participate in this challenge, they would create a new piece of art based on the prompt for that day. And the prompts could have been anything like flow fields to my kid could have made this or whatever, right? They're just like silly prompts that were fun and push them to make art every single day. FX hash has launched something called January 32nd. So for the week from uh, February 1st until February 7th, artists are publishing tokens projects on FX hash. And uh, they're suggesting that they be 32 editions priced at 32 Tezos and they include January 32nd in the title. So go to FX hash, go to their marketplace, and just check it out. Like there were a few already that launched today. If we sort by the 24 hours, we can see a few that came through and had a little bit of volume. So here's one by Or Kislev, January 32nd, plants. These are like really beautiful plants that uh, Or had uh, put up here. And you can just kind of go to the gallery or go to incoming and and see what's coming up. And, and you'll see a few there. So check that out. See if there's something you enjoy there. 32 Tez, won't break the bank, could find some great art at great prices. So I wanted to go ahead and highlight that one. Jared, do you want to talk about four Algernon? Yeah, so Elsif is an artist that I've tracked for some time. Um, full disclosure, I own other pieces of their work out of uh, memory module specifically. That's one that I went pretty hard on. But you know, this is a, an amazing project. It minted out at the Dutch, Dutch auction price of 30 Tez on January 29th. Uh, and what was really cool about this is it now has a floor of 65. As you can see on screen, there's these beautiful floral motifs, but it's done in a fashion that, uh, you know, is kind of light and airy and it has a beautiful flow to it i i really really enjoy these outputs and i think that there's some beauties in there so um elsif i don't know if it's a he or she but they have put out some amazing art check it out and this for algernon algernon is an absolutely beautiful project with an entry point of only 65 tez and lots of you know it came in i didn't mention it in the fx hash update but it came in as the the number two volume project over the last seven days. So definitely a lot of interest from, from collectors. Yeah. That one's certainly struck a chord and it's beautiful. And you know, 65 Tezos again, won't break the bank. Wouldn't expect a 10 X return from this necessarily, but it is beautiful art at a great price, which is the whole point of this segment. Last one we wanted to bring up today was Clara story by Michael Perus. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Uh, this one, as as you may have seen me do on the screen, this one came in number three on seven-day volume, uh, albeit a, a low-volume week. This one was really nice, man. I love the variety on these. 25 Tezos floor at the moment. Just 
beautiful shapes, the way it's almost like uh, hypnotic, the way that these uh, curves layer on top of each other. And the color variety is is quite beautiful as well. So I think that you could certainly find something that strikes your fancy here if you take a look through. And uh, again, we'll not break the bank. Let's move on to some artists that we want to highlight. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> getting ahead of myself. Exciting upcoming drops. The first one that I want to talk about is called Render's Game by Mount Vitruvius. So we mentioned Mount Vitruvius. They have the art block, I'm sorry, the GM DAO collection, Mind the Gap, which we mentioned at the top of the show. Really a fantastic artist. I, I love their aesthetic. Here is uh, the announcement. It's coming out on Art Blocks on the 13th of February at, uh, I believe it's 1 p.m. Eastern, although I can never tell for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to shout out real qu quickly for everybody that if you go to the Art Blocks page for a release that's coming up, Art Blocks has incorporated the ability to run the algorithm and see what other outputs may come out. And so you could take a look at this and see if there's a certain style you may enjoy. Perhaps you don't want to mint, You maybe you're busy, or you prefer not to have the randomness of the minting and would rather pick up on secondary. You can go ahead and play around with some of these possibilities and see what might be out there. Like this monochrome one, which as uh, listeners, longtime listeners will know, we talk about how monochrome tends to often have a premium. But these are really fantastic. I love their aesthetic. It's very clean. And uh, actually, Mount Vitruvius may be doing a Spaces with us next week to talk a little bit more about the collection. So stay tuned with that one. But uh, th that is not why we're highlighting it today. I actually think it's a fantastic drop. And it's not going to be an Artblocks curated drop. So that means it's likely less likely to be botted, I should say. Although I'm not sure... Jared, do you know if the Artblocks Minter upgrades will be ready by then where there may be reserves for this? I don't know the timing on that. I do not. I don't know either. And right now this is showing at a 0.1 Ether fixed price. That feels like that might change. We'll stay tuned on that. But if that is the case, I think this may be very, uh, it may be targeted for botter. So, so we'll see what happens with that. Jared, do you want to talk about the blind gallery? We can hop over yeah, so that one. Similar to like the, <clears throat> excuse me, the proof grails. Uh, this is a Tezos based art project where the artists are not known. And what happens is you buy a mint pass, you burn it for a piece of art, it gets dropped into your wallet, and then uh, the artists are revealed. So I'm probably mispronounced this too, but uh, Kalo is in charge of this, an amazing, amazing uh, Twitter presence and builder in the space. So if anybody does not follow them, they you definitely should. They also have another newsletter, which is pretty uh, complimentary and I'll say worth, worth the read, but you can see it up on screen here, right? All the reserves uh, in public sales go up February 6th and 7th. There's an exchange period from the 8th to the 13th. So this is, gets to be pretty fun because you get to theorize on who it is and what it's doing. And then on the 15th would be the reveal. And just going through, um, you know, some of the, the tweets that Kalo's put out, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's fun because, you know, he's, he's talking about, or they are talking about 
uh, working on all the hints and just allude to it being harder than it looks. And and I can only imagine how to the tease of trying to engage people with an artist and drop hints, but not fully give it away. So uh, I participated in uh, season two, absolutely loved it. And some of the art that came out um, was surprising on who the artists were. So I'm, I'm really, and it's a low entry point, if I remember correctly. I think there's only um, uh, like, like 20, 30 Tez for a mint pass. So it, it's very, very affordable and it's a, it's a really fun dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, 35 Tezos for club members. So if you have a club membership, you can uh, go ahead and buy them early. And then if not, there's a public sale, which is a Dutch auction. And uh, we'll have these up uh, for folks who may not know. I should have showed this at the top. We have a Notion calendar, which is our release calendar. So check this out as well. We'll We'll make sure to have this up there. And uh, we update this all the time, all hours of the day. And there are four generative collections in this case, Jared. And there have some, well, not all the images up here and uh, a couple editions as well. So they're mixing it up again. Really cool, fun project. Fantastic what they're doing for the community. And we'd love to see it. The last one, another great group doing really cool stuff for the community the last exciting upcoming drop is with Bright Moments for their Tokyo release. And, and we've talked about this before. They have an, an absolutely insane lineup between, you know, uh, Chettle Golid, Melissa Widerecht, Zan Can, QBB, Lars Wander. I mean, just the who's who of generative art going to be at that Tokyo event in May. But they're releasing their golden tokens. I believe it was February 6th. Let me scroll down here and say, yep, um, Tuesday, February, Tuesday, the 7th, excuse me, of February. And then the mint pass sales will go on February 16th. So we're not going to get all the details. You got to go to their discord, but essentially if you buy one of these golden tokens, you are guaranteed a mint pass and you get this crypto citizen, this one related to Tokyo. And that allows you to be a member of the DAO over there. They leave, they leave a DAO and they leave a present in every city that they have launched in so that's that's really cool the way they do it again we don't have time to go into all of this right now but check it out the other thing is that they released an ai collection so they're going to be 10 or perhaps 11 ai artists also there and that's a separate mint pack for that and i i believe that would be sold uh on the 16th as well with the two mint packs so take a look at those really excited to see the art and everything else the community that comes out of that release now, on to artists to highlight. So we've mentioned Mount Vitruvius a couple of times. We mentioned that he is likely coming on a Spaces with us next week, and he's got his new release called Render's Game coming out soon. We love Mind the Gap. We love Shapes on the Plane, um, which I'll highlight in Art to Watch coming up soon. So check out Mount Vitruvius. Check out their art. See if you like them. Give them a follow. The second one I wanted to highlight is called Entangled Others. Now, this is the first time I'm really saying it. And Jared, you and I haven't really talked about it much, but AI art is is really heating up. It's in the meta, as the kids like to say. So it's it's certainly doing really well these days. And I actually really, you know, actually, Entangled Others came on my radar. I'll show you all on screen real quick because Verse, which is a fantastic uh, in real life and online exhibition, 
I guess company is maybe the right word, gallery, digital and in relic gallery. Um, they are releasing one of Entangled Others projects here called Intertidal Samples. This comes out tomorrow. So by the time we release this recording, it'll be the same day. And uh, again, shameless plug, it's on our drop calendar. But these just look absolutely beautiful. 64, or, sorry, yeah, 64 artworks um, really remind me of nature. And, uh, you know, I, I don't personally think so much about like, oh, was this made by AI or not? I just, when I see beautiful art, I like it. And uh, I'm a fan of Entangled Others and what they're putting out there. So I think worth being on their radar. And, and I will highlight, they are not part of the Bright Moments lineup in Tokyo, but I still think they're talented and it's beautiful art. So I wanted to highlight them. And Claire Silver is one that folks in the AI art world do know quite well. Claire Silver is... I don't know, Jared, would you say she's regarded as the top AI artist at the moment? Uh, I would say top three. Top three. Okay. So I mean, just because, I mean, it's all arbitrary, right? Uh, and subjective, but yeah, I mean, definitely one of the top AI artists out there. Yeah, definitely a name to know. Check out their work. They have a, a collection. So for folks who don't know, and, and you know, I'm going to be looking into this more. There's a site called Braindrops, which is effectively considered the art blocks for AI art. And Claire has one of the first collections on there called Genesis. And uh, Genesis is trading at, I think, a six ether floor. So it's quite expensive at the moment. And what's really interesting about some of this AI art is unlike generative art, where, or in these code-based generative art, I should say, a lot of the images don't actually look that similar to each other, right? There's not that common thread. So I'm not quite sure how these will be treated. They'll be treated as uh, full collections or what, but certainly worth keeping an eye on because again, like you're, you're probably going to be hearing about this a lot more if you haven't. So wanted to highlight both Clear and AI art to folks. All right, a couple art collections to watch. I alluded to Shapes on a Plane by Mount Vitruvius. This is one of their FX hash collections, I believe. Uh, let's see how many they have. I'm not entirely sure. They're only one, actually. I think it's beautiful. I just love, again, they have a really clean aesthetic. Floor's only 170 Tezos on this. There, there have been some sales recently, uh, although it seems to be have slowing down a little bit. I think most likely these sales were coming in when the announcement for the Art Blocks release came out. But I think it's still worth keeping an eye on these because there's only 68 for sale out of 512. And, and they really are I really enjoy these and I, I don't think I have any of these, Jared. And if I did, I bought them a long time ago and I honestly don't remember. Do you own any of these? I do not own any. I've always loved the outputs, uh, just the variety in them and the coloring, just the, the shapes. It's it's really awesome. Yeah, and a little bit of alpha for folks. Um, this Fisher Price palette is apparently quite well liked. Uh, again, don't certainly don't have a Fisher Price palette, but this is what I hear, and you could kind of see why. And the last uh, art to watch here is uh, Ori by James Merrill. So Jared had and I had the pleasure of speaking with James just uh, a few days ago and just came away even more impressed with the collection and, and James himself. There's only 450 of these, one of the more recent art blocks curated. The holder list is insane. You know, you have like curated fonts, 6529. Uh, Jared and I are both holders, uh, although not in size. I mean, I think Curated Fund has 10 of these. 
And we think that a lot of the botters are kind of made work their way through. 6529 recently bought a couple as the highest secondary sale, which is only five ether. It's kind of insane to me that this collection highest sale is five and a half ether, whereas, or maybe it's six, right? But, you know, and then the floor of something like the Harvest, uh, which is a fantastic collection, um, is I think around six ether. So, and the floor of, of Memories is around six. And I mean, it's hard to compare this to Memories, but I think it just shows you what can happen when a collection launches in the depths of a bear market. It can be a little bit forgotten at times, but we have not forgotten. And this is why we are highlighting it here. And I think, you know, obviously we're coming fresh off of the the podcast on Ori, but, you know, James was very generous with his time and knowledge of the project and just the the intricacies that are very subtle, you know, it made me fall in love with it all over again. So I'm very, very bullish on the project. I love the outputs. So um, it's a, it's a stunning project. Yeah, that's a great point, Jared. And the other thing I just want to highlight is that James is committed to, not letting the collection completely fall out of the memory. You know, he has things in the work. He wants to allow people to get plotters and, and you'll hear more when the episode comes out, but he, you know, he, he wants to build a community around this, around people who appreciate this art. And, you know, we are bullish on artists and collections who are trying to make that happen. All right. And last thing we want to, we want to hit some charts. want to, Talk us through friendship bracelets, Jared. Yeah, friendship bracelets had a really good bounce, in my opinion. Um, I think that it, the the thing that was intriguing and invigorating to me is the bounce wasn't just due to Ethereum appreciation; it was also due to the or the the USD appreciation of ETH. It accrued in ETH terms and USD terms, so. Um, you know, the, I'm looking at the chart on the right here, the daily listings price. I think that that is starting to shape out to be, uh, something that has a very interesting, um, interesting shape. And if you can break out from it, I think that there could be another really, really awesome run. One of the things that I'd say is, I don't want to say concerning, but is less exciting is actually on that daily sales volume. I've noticed that you know, it's, it's been trending in that 50 to 80 ETH uh, daily volume, which is a lot of, lot of bracelets trading, especially when the floor is 0.4, but you can kind of see there's, there's spikes at times, but what I, it has been down for the last week or so, but there, it's starting to trend up. So I'm, I'm, that's something that I'm watching also. And then finally, on the uh the total sales if you scroll down or not sales the 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 number of sales until a price appreciation you know you have 232 to get a 50 percent return so obviously people fill on the floor but you know we've seen friendship bracelets go on runs of you know multiple hundreds uh 200 is, is not that that difficult of a number as we've seen in the past uh so that that's really intriguing for me to to say that there could be opportunity in the short term for for a run. I've seen it in the charts and seen it in the the floor depth. So looking pretty good, dude. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And you know, full disclosure, I'm a large holder of friendship bracelets, but it's because I find them extremely interesting. And a couple of things I wanted to point out in the chart, Jared, you see this uh, daily selling price just really shot up the past couple of days. 
what you're seeing here is that the pallets, which make up roughly 20% of the collection and are trade at a premium, uh, we started seeing a lot more pallet sales happening here. And that's why you see that average selling price go up a bit here. Also, listing volumes are, are down actually quite a bit more than is obvious here on Article. So Article doesn't capture Blur's listing. And uh, so, you know, right now, Article is saying how many are listed. Uh, I have to actually look at it here, I guess. So it says there are 2133 listed. Now, this is actually not too far off from what it said before, 2174. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull over the Blur chart here onto the screen so we can take a look at this as well. And we're down to 2770 listed on Blur. This a week ago was about 3200. So things have, have certainly been moving. And to your point, Jared, about the uh, listing price distribution or the number of sales you need to get to one and a half X return, uh, this actually was around 160 or 170 a few days ago, but the floor was lower, right? So the floor had actually dropped then to about like 0 0.34, 0 0.35. So uh, it has come up and now it's another 232. So, so, you know, this will never go to zero, right? Because there'll always be a certain number of sales until the one and a half times increase in floor price. Um, but that's part of the reason it's actually improved compared to before because things have started to move. And last thing I'll point out is this is despite everything else kind of bleeding down. Uh, we talking at the top of the show about how a lot of liquidity is left for that reason. So anyways, I like this chart. I like the story and the dynamics of this collection. Check it out. Keep an eye on it. And really appreciate everybody tuning in. Just want to say thank you again. Thanks for your support. We're super excited. 20 episodes in. We're going to go at least another 20 more. And, you know, I guess we'll see from there. Just just kidding. Just kidding. We'll, we'll do many more. But that's our show. If you enjoyed this, please follow us, like, retweet, subscribe to our newsletter, and let us know how we can get better. We really appreciate everybody. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.